0: This is your boy, Weezy. Hey, this is Rihanna. Yo, what up? It's the Far East Movement. What's good? This your boy Flo Rida. Katy Perry. And you're checking out RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios, and this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time, and if you need DJ services. Where do you go? DJlittlerock.com. Let me say that one more time. DJlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me. Yeah, me at your next event. I like to party with the people. Let me entertain you. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't sing, even though I do a lot of karaoke shows, video dance parties, karaoke jams. Weddings, corporate events—you know that's my thing. That's my jam. Speaking of, ah, oh, so also my jam is eating. And uh, I, I found uh, uh, today on the program, I found this girl on the Twitter, and uh, her her Twitter—it's delicious. I tell you, she is known as the Donut Girl uh, at Carol Copey. And uh, who is that? Well, you're gonna find out in the next few minutes. Stick around. <laughs> this week's shows, let's see, I, I have one public show this week on the 3rd of July. It's the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It's the video dance party karaoke jam. I do that almost every Friday in the year. Yeah, I think there's maybe one or two Fridays that I don't go to the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. I, I can I can count them on, on less than one hand <laughs> how many times I'm not there. So that's my usual Friday night gig. I know we're back, baby. Quarantined. Well, okay. We're breaking out with, with some precautions. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm cleaning the microphones off quite a bit. Uh, you know, I, after every singer, I am giving them a good wipe down. So for those that, that are worried um, about the, the spread of the coronavirus, the COVID-19, hey, I'm taking every precaution that I can. And if, hey, I encourage you, if you're feeling bad, or if you're if you're feeling sick, don't come. You know, Let's sit this one out. If you're if you're immune deficient, sit this one out. But for the rest of us, if you're feeling strong, you're feeling healthy, you've been working hard all week. What better way to spend your time than with your friends at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas? Full bar, kitchens open. They got a pool tournament every Friday night. I'm good. It's good to see the pool players are back. I mean, they had me back for about three weeks, and then the pool tournament. They said, you know what? We're going to come back too. So they've been back for a couple of weeks, and that's been going really well so the, it's starting to seem like old time with the caveats where we're taking a few precautions and making sure that everybody stays safe there's plenty of sanitizer everywhere okay so wash your hands people you should have been doing that anyway the germaphobes they had it right all along see <laughs> and i don't think I've, I've shaken hands in a long time I'm a fist bumper fist bump and uh how you doing i'm great jazz hands <laughs> all right i think i've talked your ear enough Come out to the Rab, uh, 3rd of July, Friday night, uh, Saturdays, the 4th of July. I, I don't have anything booked, so I suspect I'm going to be watching a lot of things blowed up. I'm here in the in the South, in, in Conway, Arkansas. Uh, and the ordinance says you're not supposed to blow things up in the city. I have already heard people blowing things up in the city. So <laughs> there goes that out the window. Uh, the Rebels. <laughs> All right, party people. Let's get into it with the donut girl, Carol Copey. Skyping Carol Copey. Well, let me let you know. If you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version on the Keys Dan YouTube. All right. Skyping Carol Copey now. Oh, that oh gorgeous let's see hold on a second
1: i mean this is just for you and i right because
0: oh yeah oh yeah sure we're not uh going worldwide uh to <laughs> to, to millions and millions it's of people
1: it's just audio i know how many listeners do you have
0: oh no no we're going video as well i'm putting this up on youtube
1: oh are you kidding me
0: no no this is the, the, i have you in my little broadcast uh, my broadcast software so it kind of looks like either CNN or Fox News and there you are right in the middle to so get you centered up to you so how do I look? Oh, you look fantastic. The, <laughs> all right. the donut girl <laughs> Carol copy. I have no idea uh, about you. That's about it. That's about all I know. You're so elusive. I have no idea <laughs> who you are and I I, I kind of think you like it that way but I'm craving donuts. (laughs) Give the people a little idea of who you are.
1: So um, do you want me to give background as how I became the donut
0: girl? Absolutely. This is your story. I want you to tell it any way you want. We can start from uh, from when you were conceived, uh, your family life, if you want, or we (laughs) can go wherever. You know, how did you become the donut girl?
1: Okay. So I joined Twitter initially to talk about
0: politics. To talk about what? And
1: politics.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: So I had a Christian Lives Matters ribbon over my face so I couldn't be identified. And I would spout off about politics. And every single morning, you know, when I woke up, I'd grab my phone and I'd scroll. And it became so negative and so disheartening that I just really didn't want to start my day that way. And so I took the ribbon off. And um, I decided I was going to start following fun accounts. And I did. And I ran across this guy who every morning would post a cup of coffee with a funny little saying on the cup, usually with the F word, but funny.
0: Yeah, F word is um, funny, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the the cups were, were very clever and appropriate for the day of the week. And um, so every morning I'd say hi to him and his Abby was um, a little line art drawing of Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. And his handle was Heisenberg and um, his his at was Mojo Risen. And so I called him Mo. And so Mo and I became pretty good friends. And uh, I was before we became friends, I was scrolling around and I, I made a sarcastic comment to somebody. And the guy sniped back at me and Mo jumped in Mo had kind of been following me. Anyways, we developed a really, really close friendship. And for as long as I can remember, whenever the alarm would go off, I would think, oh, my gosh, it's time to make the donuts, you know, meaning I need to get up. I have responsibilities. It's time to make the donuts. And so um, Mo was doing coffee. I said, here, I'll bring donuts. And so we just kind of started doing, you know, that and I was posting pictures, uh, really just memes of donuts and funny things associated with donuts and really didn't have that much of a following. I probably had 800 followers at that time. And then Mo started retweeting me and he retweeted me three times or so. And I picked up a lot of his followers and, um, unfortunately Mo passed away at the end of January and uh, his family saw that I was in his DMs because we used to talk all the time we're very close friends and so I was posting things about uh, his memorial service and a lot of his friends just started following me and I started posting better photos of donuts and um, now I you know I've got six thousand five hundred followers and um you know i I engage with probably 150 200 people a day and people tell me that they just can't start their day without the donuts and you know oh my gosh this is the best thing i've done on twitter all day and um you know i typically get uh around 1200 likes um, which is, you know, a pretty good return on 6,000 followers, but, um, a lot of people ask if I bake donut and, um, I don't, I'm a good baker and I'm a good cook, but I don't own a donut shop. I don't bake donuts. I'm a realtor by trade.
0: Well, fantastic. Um, we, I mean, we can <laughs> definitely talk about your real estate. Real estate, but you make my mouth water every time I get on the Twitter and I see the donuts go by. And I think your donuts, your virtual donuts are probably better for my health. I'm kind of a big boy. I I have a few LBs uh, that are are, uh, on my body that shouldn't be there, Uh, but your virtual donuts are probably better for me. But uh, you know, continuing on, and you don't even make make donuts at all. But you are a baker.
1: Yes, but you know, everything in moderation. People look at those photos and they're like, "Oh, I just gained twenty five pounds." I'm like, "No, you didn't. There's zero calories." There was a girl tonight, as a matter of fact, that was talking about the fat and the salt and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a photo, you know. It's a photo. <laughs> it's harmless. <laughs> but uh, you know, I really appreciate that people tell me, you know, that I bring a smile to their face or that they can't start their day without the donuts. And, you know, I mean, there's enough strife in this world right now and enough division, you know, let's all have a little fun. Let's, Let's have some joy and, you know, let's be
0: positive. I get it. I get it. I like the positivity. But even in that positivity, you still had a negative comment, you know, that, oh, there's too much fat and sugar in it. This is a virtual donut. It's a picture of a donut. And Twitter. I know it can be very toxic. And you were on. You you were into politics beforehand. I mean, was that something that you that you've already always been involved in? Did you did you do debate in school? Uh, were, were you involved in that in the high school days?
1: No, not really debate. Um, have always been interested in politics. I never went that that route in my career or anything. Um, I. I do want to get a law degree at some point. Um, I'm I'm educated some people would say. I've got two advanced degrees, um, an MBA and a master's in mass comp. Um, and I do want a law degree, so that's on my bucket list. But I do follow politics closely um, because you know, I, I do care about where this country's going and, and everything, but... It just became so toxic that it wasn't it wasn't healthy to start off the morning that way, you know, with all the negativity. And I just decided I was going to be I'm a very positive person anyway and a very happy person. Um, And I just decided I was going to go a different route and kind of fell into the donuts. And, you know, it's fun. It's laborious, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. I've made so many good friends. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And I'm just fortunate that my job allows me to engage my phone all day working. And so I flip over to Twitter and, you know, follow up on comments and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It's good to have something like that to, to brighten your day. Uh, But I mean, you you say, what was, what was it that, That struck me. Oh, you said you were overeducated. I don't think anyone can be overeducated. You know, keep learning, always learning. The reason I started this podcast was to pick people's brains. And right now I'm, I'm picking the brain of the donut girl, Carol Copy. And I couldn't find you anywhere else on social media. I looked up the Carol Copy names and I couldn't find your picture out there. You're so elusive. You're, uh, I know you're out there somewhere I mean do you have the Facebook do you have the Instagram or is Twitter the main source the main place to be?
1: No I have I have them all uh, Kopi is not my last name it's a shortened version um, it's it's kind of but I am on Facebook for work and and pleasure I, I rarely go there though I'm, I'm more on Instagram and I just joined Parlor recently. What's
0: parlor uh, educate this old man. <laughs> What's Parlor?
1: Well, it's 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 a similar platform to Twitter. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it yet. I think there's more of a conservative bent. Um, but somebody on Twitter just invited me the other day, so I joined and and have um, a few followers. But I don't think I can manage two full time platforms. Twitter Twitter is pretty um, consuming, um, so I you know. That's where I'm gonna stay until something happens.
0: Oh yeah, for me, I'm the big four: the the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Those are the four that I can handle. Anything more than that would be uh just too much. But you know, I just started. <coughs> I used Twitch now to uh, to uh, post uh, videos, and I, I and I, I started gaming at 51 years old. You know, I I miss playing <laughs> Atari 2600. Uh, you know, way back in the 80s when I was a kid. In school, class of '86 rules, and I I spent whole Saturdays doing that. And now I'm getting back into gaming. You know, it's making me smile. It's making me nostalgic. The other day, I played Galaga online, and people seemed to respond Uh to that. You know, I figured if I'm going to play, hey, might as well throw it out there. I got this broadcast software. You know, hopefully it brightens somebody's day, but but it brightened my day. And you know, these are things that you have to do to give you joy. And one of the things that you do is posting on on Twitter, posting pictures of donuts, primarily donuts. You know, I, I've seen some other things that the the the, the video of the social distancing um, uh, block party was that the, the one of yeah. the, the pin one that you have there. It made me smile as well. I mean, but the, I mean, but we can go through. Uh, you know, where, where are you from? Do you want to disclose wh- where are you located at right now or no?
1: Um, probably not some Detroit, Michigan originally. Oh, okay. So I'm a Yankee, okay. uh, but I know I'm in the South now. Uh, but I, I'd rather not disclose my exact location.
0: Oh, I was going to try to help you out with your real estate as well. You know, you know, if you wanted to sell somebody a house, I'm in the market for a house. I'm in Conway, Arkansas right now, but I, you know, and I have, I have a realtor that's looking some things up for me and, and I, I do appreciate the the job of a realtor because it seems like th- my realtor uh, Janice Alexander and she's been on this podcast before and I you know went to her office and I talked to her in her in her office about real estate primarily but she has other interests as well but you know she if I text her at 10 o'clock she will text me back at 1001 it's amazing uh, you know and some uh, that job, do you set hours in that job or do you just stay up all hours of the night? You said you were on your phone uh, all the time, but in the real estate biz.
1: Well, you saw how responsive I was to you, right?
0: Right like away. Like when you
1: texted us ago. go. Um, I'm a corporate dropout. I dropped out of corporate four years ago and I ran sales teams across the eastern seaboard in media and advertising. And, um, so I'm used to having my phone on me, putting out fires, having to respond to to questions and that kind of thing. So I always have my phone and, um, I'm just always flipping around on it. Now, if, you know, if I'm with somebody one-on-one or something or having dinner, I'll put it down. But as far as hours go, I sit in bed at 10 o'clock at night and text. Um, There are some times when I just, you know, I just have to back away. Um, but that's not to say that I'm out of pocket. The business, the real estate market is extremely hot right now. Um, I mean, every, every day I'm getting a contractor too. Um, we're short on inventory, so it's definitely a seller's market. I don't know if if you guys are finding that out in, in Arkansas, but, um, here in the Southeast, it's, it's smoking hot.
0: See you're talking like a real estate it, it's a, a buyer's market it's a seller's market I'm not even sure what those things mean. Uh okay so <laughs> so me being uh you know in the in the market to buy a house uh, how did, how so is it a buyer's market are the interest rates it's, low is, is what's happening? It's a seller's
1: market oh, because seller's there's
0: market. not inventory.
1: So sellers are getting multiple offers on their properties. They're not staying on the market long. I got one under contract in about three days, and the people the people bought it uh, two years ago, and they made about seventy five thousand dollars on it. Wow! Tried to get higher than than they actually did, but they were just they just couldn't believe that they could get as much as I tried to tell them they could get, and they got a full price offer in about two days. Got another one under contract in about.
0: Just moving really, really quickly. Yeah, I'm finding that the real estate market. I I know my wife; she is looking at 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 listings all the time. And Janice will send her a listing, and she'll say, "We got to move on this if you want it." And so she'll go off and she'll look at it. I've already told her, you know, leave me out of it. Whatever you want, that's what we're going to get. Because there was one that we almost bought just just down the street, only only about three or four blocks away from where I'm living right now, and and it. You know, for me, I can live anywhere. And for me, I said, "Yeah, go ahead. You know, let's buy it." And then we find out that there's uh mold and there's rats. And you know, after the inspection yep. and, and so we had to to turn that one down. And from then on, I just said, "Look, you, what wherever you want, that's what I'll 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 go. I I can live anywhere. As long as, as long as she's with me, Martin. it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and but uh, you know, she's having you know we're having a time we want to stay here in Conway Arkansas because there's because there's a, a a thing called Conway Core where they uh they bundle all the electricity and the phone and the cable all together and it's real cheap uh, on the um on the electricity on the utilities it's real cheap in this area and there's places just outside that are well in our price range and but they're just outside of that of that zone nobody wants to give up houses. You're right about the no inventory thing. Uh, Nobody wants to give up houses in the area that we want to be in. Uh, And you're in the Southeast. I'm from Miami, Florida. So I I know the Southeast uh, pretty well. I was born and raised there. Uh, The Keys, Keys, Dan, Florida Keys is where I'm from.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's how it, hey, now you're getting it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you say that you were in the corporate world, you were working for somebody else, how, how many years did you do that or, or what, what kind of work exactly was it? You don't have to say who it was if you don't want to.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, 20 or so. And I worked, I worked, um, in the newspaper business and then websites, startups, and worked with a couple automotive, uh, an automotive broadcasting company, uh, that had some Disney and Apple employees that made commercials. And that was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, that guy came up with this idea to make his own commercials that would play on TVs in the, in the service waiting room. So his, his customers never saw competitors' ads. And uh, the commercials were really, really, uh, really good. I mean, high quality and the content on TVs was CBS. So the, the people waiting for their cars never knew what, never knew that it wasn't real TV necessarily huh. um so i did i did a myriad of things uh, well let me, cargo-
0: st- let me stop you how, how how were you involved with that were you helping with production or the ad work
1: no i ran the sales team i ran the the uh, eastern eastern side of the country uh sales wow. so I, I was flying around every single week and that was I kept a suitcase on my bedroom floor with the essentials, and would just trade out stuff because I was traveling so much. But um, I also worked at a uh, wedding website, which was pretty interesting. And it was two ex CNN producers. If that's a clue, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wink, wink. Oh no, I, no, I, it, 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 it might be a clue. I've been involved with some of those websites as a DJ. I really didn't get put onto any of those. Most of Mostly it's word of mouth. And then I built this, this website, uh, with a half a million pages on it. So if you Google, uh, I get Googled a lot. I, I like to be Googled. And so I'm glad I'm getting a lot of hits, uh, you know, but I built this website and I really haven't had to, to be on some of those sites, but I've heard about them like the knot and the, uh, and, and the party pop and all those other websites. I I've heard people get good results from being on there. Uh, but you were involved in something like that?
1: It was called Get Married. We had a TV show and with Colin Cowie, who's a lifestyle guru. Um, so he was on the show and then we launched a magazine. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I ran the sales division for that. But I was going to tell you, being, coming from Detroit, And uh, my father was with Ford Motor. I kind of grew up in the car industry. And so I was at autotrader.com in Atlanta and uh, they brought me on board when they went to 100% digital. And I started a performance and exotics And so that was a lot of fun. Um, Deal with all those exotic cars and go down to Lauderdale and talk to those car dealers and everything.
0: Yeah, I remember those. I, I was I graduated in in Fort Lauderdale at, at in Davie, uh, Florida, at Western High School. Like I said, class of '86 rules. But yes, I <laughs> I graduated there, and I remember those cars. If you go down this, uh, the the uh, the strip, the the 17th Street Causeway down in Miami, there's all these exotic car companies. Uh, which ones were you involved in? Do you remember? Or did you get to drive around in some of those cars?
1: Dealerships were on every single cor- corner, like yeah. old gas stations. You know, would be turned into an exotic car dealership. Um, now, I guess the most memorable thing is, is I saw Flo Rida's, uh Bugatti, <laughs> like
0: and it was. Wrapped- <laughs> I like me some lowrider. <laughs>
1: <Flo> Rida. <laughs> 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 it was. <laughs> it was wrapped in a pearl white uh, coating because of uh, a um. A video that he had done, but I learned at that time that it takes two keys or two starters for that car. And each time you drive it, it takes, it has to be tuned up to about the tune of $120,000. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a cheap ride.
0: Well, that's the thing about, you know, some sometimes that I get, well, what is it? New money. Sometimes new money, people just spend that stuff and like, it's uh, like, they're going to have it forever. But you, you, yeah. you got to save some of that. You got to put some of that away for a rainy day because, you know, uh, I guess fame is fleeting. <laughs> but, uh, hey, all the best to Flo Rida. I like that guy. I, you know, I, I got to, uh, well, I don't remember. I, I was working on the radio down in, in Miami, but I don't remember if I've ever really met up with him. But I think I, I've seen him on a on a red carpet here and there uh, when I was uh, when I was on the radio. Exito 105.5 which is no longer oh, yeah. it's no longer there anymore. Oh well. <laughs> but the website's well, still up. <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: kinda like the you know.
0: Right, right. And I guess we've chewed a lot of the same dirt. You've done ad business and, and radio business and television. And I've I've done ads all over this country and, and, and probably around the world because I was doing some well, donuts is also a name of the kind of commercials that they'll send you. They'll send you these these little songs like you know, we'll be there for you, kind of like the Friends theme. And then they'll give you like these little spaces, which is called a donut. Where that's that's where you put the 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 ad for the car commercial. You know, at uh, Jimmy Chevrolet, we'll be there for you. We'll be there for you. And you were involved in some of that. Uh, I guess you were putting those ads together, or, or sending them out, or promoting them somewhat. Tell me more. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: I did ads in the newspaper business years yeah worked with car dealers and
0: real estate and everybody in between that's pretty cool hey, see you've spent some yeah. time doing th- doing things you, you're you not a stagnant person and i'm guessing you weren't with the same company for all those 22 years you were doing different you know you had your hands in different uh pots or or, or were you doing contract work or were you working with one company
1: no i i worked all over really all over the the country, essentially. I mean, I was in Wichita, Kansas. I was in Columbia, South Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia. So yeah, I I did it in a lot of places.
0: Well, be in pl- on plane. Stum- I'm, I'm sorry, was, say it again.
1: I kind of stumbled into it in Kansas. I was working on a, a degree and went across campus to interview to get some practice and wound up getting Job. wow you're so, not in kansas anymore
0: uh, <laughs> yeah so what no, di- what degree were you working on in kansas
1: um i was finishing up my undergraduate and then went on and got that master's in mass comm
0: what's mass oh mass communication uh-huh oh i'm very interested in that that's fantastic and did you get on 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 the air at all did you do any commercials or broadcasting of any kind or was there always behind the scenes
1: no it was the newspaper business now in in school i did um some broadcasting. I interviewed Sarah Brady. you okay. Remember her, Jim Brady, when they were doing the gun control.
0: Is that the Is that the Brady Law? The Brady yeah, Bill. Yeah, Brady Bill. Yeah. Yep, oh, okay, yep. but so tell, I interviewed. Her. Well, tell but me more was, about that. I, I I'm not I'm familiar with the name of the bill, but I don't know who that is. Tell me more about Sarah Brady.
1: So Jim Brady, um, I believe he was uh, one of the guys that got shot when Reagan when they tried to assassinate Reagan. Okay. And. Yeah, and then his wife Sarah came. Uh, uh, she became an advocate against guns and for gun control. And so that was I just interviewed her for a class project. Essentially, that that was kind of the extent of my radio. Well,
0: that's a I pretty was, cool. I was mostly. That's a pretty print. cool pa- class project to to interview Sarah Brady. Did that interview get get put out anywhere in print or in? In any kind of media at all?
1: No, not really. Wow, <laughs> just
0: just kind just of a throwaway interview. Okay, I mean, huh. but good for a grade, I, I guess. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. No, no. no. I figure if, if well, I guess these days everything would have been put out there. You know, it would have been videoed, it would have been audioed, and it would have been put out there. Somewhat, somewhat like this podcast, where I'm gonna put everything out there, all over the world. Hopefully, you get some more followers. I mean, if you look at the video, if you're listening to the audio per- portion, and I'm talking to the listeners, if you, I, I encourage you to head out to the the Keys Dan YouTube, and you'll see Donut Girl Carol Copey. Uh Her name is underneath her little video there, and and you can see her face and her smiley face, and and her room. She, she uh, you can see a little bit of her of her interior. Uh, she she's inviting <laughs> us into her room, <laughs> and we're learning My, more. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. All right. She got her office there. Oh, got some stuff on the wall. Is that some of your degrees up there? Um, degrees and awards. Uh-huh. She's an award-winning person. <laughs> well, tell me more. I mean, you, you, you got the mass communications. Uh, you, you've you been all over the place. I mean, just that flying every week had to be hard on a body. I mean, did you have, have time to start a family, uh, you know, anywhere in there?
1: Oh, I have a family. Uh-huh. I have three children. Oh, fantastic, Mazel tov. That's yeah. beautiful. That, you'll notice on my um, on my Twitter feed, my daughter was on the Today Show with um, her husband and and her baby. They were live in New York for her baby's first birthday, and Savannah Guthrie grabbed her and carried her all around, and she was all over their social media all day. She was quite the celebrity. And then most recently, for her second birthday, they featured them. Um, you know, via Skype, um, and so Savannah told my daughter Lauren to bring Caroline back next year in person. So um, Lauren has maintained a friendship with a producer that she met while she was in New York at the Today Show, and so you know he helped her get on again, and uh, I guess he'll help them get on next year as well. So
0: Donut girl, pretty- it's running in the family. She she just might be <laughs> falling into the another career. I mean, here you were, uh, you know, trying to get, I guess, I'm guessing an internship somewhere and you fell into a career. Is that, is that how it worked for you? Well, I was,
1: yeah, I was just going to practice interviewing and they hired me essentially. And of course, that's what I studied for and everything. So, you know, it was, it was a welcomed experience, but I was going to say, you mentioned that, you know, this will be put out everywhere. And, You know, back then when I did that Brady interview, we didn't have social media or anything. And I remember when I was in the newspaper biz and we'd come in from the field and we'd have memos in our chair, you know, and then one time we were out in the field and they had put computers on our desks and we were all mad because we couldn't, couldn't lay out our newspapers and look. you know they were in the way but um because of that you know i've always been really computer savvy and um exposed my children to computers and my youngest son as a matter of fact is a developer and he's got a very successful app um that you know i mean it's a business
0: it was trending
1: as number one on on um On the app store one day. Of course he doesn't keep up with any of that, but
0: I'm not gonna say much more about that. No, no, you You tell. You tell. We'll make it number one again if we can. Be a proud mama. I I want you to brag. It's huge it's huge. And yeah, I'm
1: gonna respect his privacy, but I say that to say that I expose them to, you know, computers and he really and libraries, I'm a library nerd. I love libraries. And so I would take him to the library and he'd always want to go to the technology section and learn how to code and all of this. So, but yeah, so all three of my kids are successful and
0: um, doing well. Fantastic. Proud mama. You know, I was just talking about that the other day. Uh, I, I started on radio back in 1986. And one of the first things that I would do, you know, first of all, it was college radio and I was doing stuff in the afternoon. I would have classes during the day. And then in in like five to seven, I was doing some things. And then seven to nine, sometimes I was doing some things. But one of the things that I remember doing and I enjoyed doing was grabbing the newspaper on the way in and then having something to spout off on the air rather than trying to remember things that were going on in the day. The newspaper was the king was, and still, still, and I just heard this recently If you want to get the real news, the real skinny on what's going on, grab your local newspaper. It, it printed, it print. Some people will say is dead, but I don't think so. I think your local newspaper are are some of the people, some of those, uh, reporters are the ones that are really getting in there locally. And, and they're the ones that break those stories that sometimes go national and even global. Uh, You know, this, the, the Miami Herald was the one I used to pick up on the way in. And I know that's a pretty big paper, you know, in the Southeast, but I yeah. 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 And, but I would pick that up. Go ahead. I started with Knight
1: Ritter and trained as a matter of fact,
0: you started with what?
1: With Knight Ritter. They used to own the Miami Herald and they were the largest newspaper chain. And I trained down in
0: Miami. That's so cool. See, you never come by and say hello. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll tell you, you know, it's newspapers are dead in my opinion i mean the small community papers you know are are still doing a pretty good job but newspapers didn't keep up with the times and i remember having a conversation with our publisher and i said you know i am i'm the audience you're trying to reach I'm a working woman you know with kids and i'm your best target audience because I buy everything in the ads, you know? And uh, I told him, I said, I have a TV in my bathroom. So when I get up in the morning, I watch TV, you know, I'm watching the Today Show or whatever. So I hear the news there. I get in the car. I back down my driveway. I throw my newspaper in the back seat, right? I'm listening to the radio on my commute. So I'm getting my news there. By the time I get to the newspaper, it's old news. I've heard it everywhere else. I said, what you guys need to do is you need to publish an evening newspaper with uh, a more complete analysis of the day's events, you know, capitalizing on what we've already learned, but so we can dig deeper. Oh, we can't. We can't. With the metro traffic patterns, we'd never be able to deliver it. Dan, it wasn't six weeks later. There was this shopper that came out that was thrown in the driveway on Thursday afternoons for soccer moms to take to the games. Yeah. So I don't know how, you know, we could manage to get that free shopper out that littered everybody's yards and we couldn't get the newspaper. But I, I just think newspapers were so slow to react to the changing times. You know, and it's sad because the money that we used to be able to make, I'd walk out when I was selling ads, I'd walk out of a car dealer's office with twenty five, fifty thousand dollars worth of ads for the two weekend days, you know. Twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars, depending. And, you know, you can't get that in digital. There there's just no way. So that has really caused the demise
0: of newspapers. And from what I understand, in my grandfather's day, newspapers were the king and they did have a morning paper and then the evening edition it, you know it was yeah. so the news you kept up with it that was the way to to keep up with the world is is that newspaper man and it's Absolutely. just gone and i guess it's i guess it's digital out there somewhere uh, you know and, and were you involved with with that transition between paper to digital you said you you did the car uh, was it that uh, the, the car trader thing? Uh,
1: yeah, I was with auto trader. And yes, in the newspaper business as well. But and I ran, you know, ran sales teams and divisions then. And and it was tough, you know, because you're trying to make the same money that you were used to in print and you, you just couldn't do it. You had to look at other other sources and come up with other ideas to generate revenue and you know, and the the inserts those were still moneymakers, but they kind of they kind of ran the newspaper because they would they'd say jump and we'd have to say how high, you know, because we needed the business.
0: So w- were the advertisers dictating what was going in the news sometimes?
1: No, they uh, weren't. No, okay, <laughs> It is
0: absolutely not. Those those two departments are so se- so separate. Well, you hear some of that where where some of the newspapers can confirm your bias, you know, depending on where you go. And and here we're probably going to delve a little bit in, into the political, where where okay, you got the CNN and you got the Fox, and, and I'm guessing there's newspapers that are on one side or the other. You know, most of us are, are right down the middle. You know, a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. You know, not uh, the far right and the far left seem to be the ones that cause the most uh, disruption you know, most of us right. right here, down the middle, you know, most papers lean left. Okay. And I'm, I, yeah. Has, has that most always been
1: all are, are, are left
0: always since yeah. the beginning of newspapers. How about that? And, and, and how about social media? I mean, as well as uh, have they been all leaning left. That's what I'm hearing. Are there any, are there any that lean right that like this new portal thing that you were talking about? Does that, you said that was more conservative?
1: I think parlor is. Oh. I, I don't know that much about it. I really don't. But um but news and advertising are so separate that I'd get in the elevator with news people and not even know who they are. You know, you don't interact, you don't engage because you've got to keep that barrier between. But I will tell you something. Um, I'm a game I got my, um, I did some undergrad work and I got my MBA from the U- University of South Carolina. And I will tell you, Steve Burrier, he pretty much ran that newspaper, the sports, the sports section when he was there. There was a 60, 60 foot tall banner of him on the, and I mean, he, he kind of controlled things.
0: You see, and, and I've heard that to where people will go, oh, I can't say that. I'm going to lose my advertisement. And that that biases you and that, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean, that means that you're not reporting the news in facts. You're reporting the news so you can get advertisers, clickbait, that kind of thing. Uh, it's just, it's something that I haven't delved into. I mean, I, I talk to lots of different people and I, I enjoy the conversations that I have. I'm enjoying this conversation. Donut girl, uh, Carol Copey <laughs> and keys. Dan's not my real name. Daniel Gilson's my name. Okay. Keys Dan is an is an alias that's come from the Florida keys, you know, but, uh, you know, people would know that if, if they knew me or they looked at my Facebook, oh, look, there's his real name right there, right there on the side of it. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I like hearing both sides and I hate that there's both sides. It should just be one side, the facts, you know, tell me, tell me things as they are. And, and why does it have to be so sided? you know, so so partisan?
1: I think that's gone out the window a long time ago. And I think that's another reason for newspapers demise, um, to, to an extent, um, you know, newspapers were started to keep an eye on the politician and, um, you know, to keep, keep them honest. But now everybody has an agenda and, and, and try to sway you know, public opinion. And that's, that's not the way it should be. It should be unbiased reporting and just just stating the
0: facts. But I, I don't see that that happens. No, I, I hear about the nepotism and the, uh, and the friendships that are made between politicians and reporters. And if anybody, if a, if a politician has a problem at any time of the night, oh, let me call that reporter and have him print my agenda. So I can push that I can push that forward you know and it, it's uh oh, it's it's really hard it, it, you know I I hear of uh, the Cuomos you know the the uh Chris Cuomo and and uh w- w- I'm sorry uh, Mario. Ma- Mario Mario Cuomo and they talk to each other all the time on his show and, and even the president talks to to his uh his buddy on Fox and you know, all the time and it's just I think it biases the news if if you develop these Deep friendships with the the newscasters. I mean, it's nice to have acquaintances, but you know to develop these uh, th- these uh, friendships that that skew the news. Uh, what are you what are your thoughts?
1: Well, no, I agree. I, I think there' are some very relationships between some of the largest media companies in the country and and politics. Um, and and I see that as a problem. And I I am always leery of bitter news and I always have been because, you know, the people deciding what news is may not be of the same opinion, you know, that I have as to what's newsworthy, you know, in the newspaper business, for instance, you get, you know, 10 editors sitting around a conference room table and they're, they're hashing out, you know, what's going to be the daily news. Well, you know that's their, um, and so so I've always been about that, but I'm also very leery of reporting and dishonesty in reporting and agendas with reporting. So you know, in in order to shore that up, you've got to read and watch and listen to a lot of different sources, and it it's exhausting. It is. It, it's truly really exhausting. The truth. And, and you really, know, you know, you've got to figure out trustworthy and who's got the best record of being accurate, you know, and it's, I mean, it's it's exhausting.
0: <laughs> Who, who's got it, Carol Copy? Who have you found? Where do you get your news? You know, I, I'm guessing <laughs> when you first started doing the, the tweeting on your Carol Copy Twitter account, you know, you were starting to tweet out things that you found relevant and, and, and I guess other people, didn't, didn't find them so relevant and decided to comment against them. But I mean, where do you find your news? What do you, what do you find that that's most truthful?
1: Well, and it wasn't, it wasn't people being negative towards me. It was just the whole atmosphere of it all. And back then I can't remember what the handle was that I started off with, but then I changed it to a mayor. I can, um, American. So, um, so yeah. Um, and I don't really want to go down the road of of talking about my political leanings, um, because I I don't get into that on Twitter at all. And I I don't like when people do that on my timeline. I protect my timeline very closely. Um, you know, I, I hide anything that's negative. There's any smut or anything, you know, Um, I get rid of that or I block the person. There's so much of that on Twitter. I just don't want it on my feed. You know, my feed's wholesome. I've got a couple pastors on there, (laughs) you know, that wish that I wish good morning and they wish me just. And I think that's why people enjoy it because it's clean. It's positive. It's fun. You know, and the pictures look mighty tasty.
0: Absolutely. Wake (laughs) up every morning and it's time to make the donuts. I, I know anybody of a certain age knows where that came from. The uh, the famous, well, I mean, what what was it? Uh, the time to make the donuts ad. Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. And
1: there's a guy in those commercials. He was a young guy then, and he follows me. What? His name's his name is Jerry Wisnut, I think. W H I S N U T.
0: Yes. He, he's the time he to the make the donuts guy. guy? With
1: the curly hair.
0: Yes, he's the time to make the donuts guy. And then I I remember he he got so I flustered. Oh, okay, because he not got the, so flustered, he said, "Oh, I made the donuts. Oh, okay, I already did it, but not the yeah, main guy. He,
1: not the main guy. He's another guy in the commercial. He was sort of a younger guy. That's curly cool. uh, hair.
0: That's amazing how it comes around. it all it, it all comes around. I, you know, if you want happiness, y- you cultivate happiness. You, you you plant that seed of happiness and you make your world happy. And, you know, and uh, I'd like to get into politics. I'd like to figure out what's going on in the world. Uh, who should I vote for? I mean, what do I and and why is this the only two choices that I have? You know, why is it a two-party system still? Uh, you know, why why is the presidency only one guy? It should be like a a, a league of of smart people <laughs> of, of you know that that run the country. Well, that's why you have cabinet members, Dan. That's why you have cabinet
1: members?
0: Yeah, but you got to listen to the cabinet members. You can't say I have a big brain and I I don't need to listen to anybody else. <laughs> The ego has to be put aside sometimes. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, we can talk
1: all- about politics. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll help you figure it out.
0: That's that's no fun. <laughs> no, I, I you know I, I I definitely want to learn and I I hey I, I like to learn and I'm so glad that that you came on the podcast and and talk talk, talk me a little bit about uh, why you're the donut girl Carol Copey and how you came to be where you are right now i mean you've you've eaten a lot of dust you've eaten a lot of dirt you've you've been through the 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 hardships of working for somebody and and uh i guess you you've you've scrapped that all and became a real estate agent are you feeling better now that you you're doing real estate rather than ad
1: i've always been very entrepreneurial um and You know, I have, I cross off my bucket list items I in a store at one point and I dropped out of corporate and I opened a makeup store in a real posh area of my, and uh, I did that, built it up and sold it. Um, Real estate's something I always wanted to do um, and got talked out of it when my kids were little. And so I didn't pursue it. But in 2006, when I was in corporate, um, I got my license even though I didn't do anything with it because it was a bucket list item. And actually in my um, in my neighborhood, they were tearing down. It's a I actually sold that house, but it was a 1,500-home um, a neighborhood built around three nine-hole golf courses. Homes were built in the late 70s, early 80s uh, on big lots. So they were tearing down the old homes, putting up McMansions. And that started around 2005, 2006. And I thought, well, you know, if I could do one or two of those a month, that would that would be some nice pocket change. And um, working in corporate, having kids at home, I never really did anything with it. But I did get my license, which was on my list. Um, and then in 2015, I was finishing up my MBA. And my daughter actually asked me to go into business with. She said she was going to get her license and wanted to, um, start a real estate business. And so I did. And we shot out the gate really successful. We are in the top 10% of realtors in our city and, um, just, just really strong. And, uh, then she, uh, the first year she got married the second year she had the baby and doesn't work
0: anymore. And so it's just me. Oh, she works (laughs) harder than anybody mama, that's the hardest job in the whole wide world. I appreciate that. No, but how was that working with the kid? That's beautiful. You built up a business together with your, Hey, this, the fruit of your loins became uh, your (laughs) business partner. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. Oh, that's gotta be very rewarding. And it was great because we,
1: we look like bookends. Uh, We think exactly alike. It, It was funny because I'd get into the office a little bit earlier than than she would and I'd have a a blind pulled down on on the door on the long glass window and I'd hear her stick the key in and I'd look out and I'd see what she was wearing and we'd be dressed alike on many days many occasions so it was a lot of fun I think being mom manager and you know talking about work all the time wasn't the greatest experience for her you know um, she she would have rather kept things separate because I'm really really driven and you know just just gung ho she is too um but she really really I mean she's got a great life now and the sweetest little uh little baby she's kind of our she's my daughter's my Minnie and Caroline so we've got the three legs to the stool so she's just perfectly happy doing what she's doing
0: oh that's beautiful and, and you know you you. Uh... What we're talking about you. You're very driven. You, you got your MBA, I guess, b- business administration. Is that what that is? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm not very schooled <laughs>
1: finance.
0: <laughs> oh, in, huh? in, in finance. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that helps any, in, in any, in, any situation, uh, having your finances, the kids in school aren't learning about money anymore. They're, they're learning, uh, no. they're learning how to count money, but they don't, they're not learning how to make money. You know, they, they don't learn how to, how to get into business. And you know what what does it take to be to get a real estate license uh, license what what did you have to do to get a real estate license
1: It's really not that difficult that's why there are so many people in the business I mean the test is extremely hard oh. I was studying for my uh NBA finals when I was working on my real estate exam and I'll tell you the real estate exam is tough and the reason it's tough is because it's all multiple choice there are four answers you can eliminate two right out of the gate, but the last two are so similar and you have to choose the one with the highest degree of correctness. And so it's, it's super, super hard, but you know, you, you can do, I passed it the first go round both times. Um, and, uh, but you know, I mean, there are a lot of us in this business.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you have to have some kind of education to be a real estate agent. You you're taking these people. Well, I mean, the, the, your house is probably the most expensive thing that you're ever going to buy. And that's a great investment. And it's, it, it, it takes a certain kind of person not to mess that up for anyone. You have to care about people to an extent. I mean, yeah, you're there to make a couple bucks, but you have to care about the people that you're working with. And, and I know that that's gotta be a big part of it, but I mean, what kind of questions are on that test? I mean, is it, what what knowledge do you need to be a real estate agent?
1: Well, there are legal questions, there are financial questions, there are contractual questions, um, you know, lots of different categories in the business. But and you're right, it is it is most people's largest investment, the largest asset that they loan. um and you know, I do everything from first-time home buyers. Up to, you know, luxury. I actually chair the luxury committee um, in my office. I'm um, on the agent leadership council and you have to be selected to be a member of that, and have a certain level of production and interview. And um, so, you know, I I, I do it all. And um, I feel like my corporate background has uh, aided my success just from a level of professionalism and responsiveness and um you
0: know all of the above. No, I believe that to be true. All the schooling that you've had in the past has been preparing you for what you're doing right now. It, you're, it, it, all that knowledge is is getting it got accumulated and and you were able to to use it to build the business with your daughter. Is it the same business that that you're running on your own now that she's left it? It's the same Corporation? For
1: the most part, um, yeah, for the most
0: part. And do you have people that work for you or work with you? Is it a certain type of, like, it's, you know, what uh, a lot of them work for a, a bigger company, but they're like agents within that company? Is that how real estate works?
1: Yeah, I'm an independent agent right now
0: under our brokerage. That's so cool. I do have men who what? work with me. Oh, that is so cool. I'm, I'm so impressed with you. Donut girl, Carol (laughs) Copey, the elusive. I still, you know, we've talked a lot, but I still don't know a lot about you. You know, your your personal stuff. But it's good that you've taught me some things on the broad strokes of of how you got to where you are, because you seem very successful. And success to me is on many different levels. If you got a smile on your face and you're generally happy, and you got uh, three great kids that are doing great things. Hey, you, you're successful in my book and that's a wonderful thing, you know? So, I mean, do you consider yourself successful?
1: I do. And I, I, I agree with you. I think you're happy. That's, that's the main thing. Just having a positive attitude and being happy and loving life that, I mean, what more can you ask for? All
0: right. Well, I mean, uh, let's wind this thing down. I know we've, we've been on for a little while. I've chatted you up a bit. I mean, if you wanted to come back on if se- something changes in the future, but um, you know, how would you like the people to connect with you? And I mean, do you want to sell them some houses or do you want to keep that completely separate?
1: No, I'd love to sell house, anybody a house. Also, um, from a referral standpoint, if anybody anywhere in the country um or <laughs> 32 countries, Keller, I'm with Keller Williams, and we are in 32 countries. And so wherever you are in the world, if you want to relocate, DM me on uh, Twitter, uh, Donut Girl, or at Carol Copy, and I will find you a couple of excellent agents that you can interview and then select which one you want to work with. So I'm happy to help you.
0: Super fantastic. Yes, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So just, I was just going to say, just DM me.
0: Absolutely. Slide into her DMs only for house buying. (laughs) Nothing else. That's right. None of that crazy stuff, kids. If you're
1: smutty, (laughs) you won't
0: get (laughs) any. You're smutty, you get blocky. (laughs) No. That's right. No. And anybody watching the video version of this, your name is underneath your your video there. Donut Girl at Carol Copey, proper spelling. So uh, that's the way to find you. And uh, All right, usually I finish these things off with last words for the people. Carol Copey, uh, Donut Girl, it could be something that, you know, words to live by, something maybe your family has taught you in the past or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. uh, Carol Copey, Donut Girl, last words for the people.
1: Well, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, I will just say that let's get to know each other. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Carol Copey. And I will welcome you every morning and greet you with a fresh batch of donuts.
0: Well, there you have it, party people. The donut girl, Carol Copy. Yeah, oh, I knew it was going to be fun. She's a very smiley person and her Twitter has been cultivated for happiness. There's donuts galore. And those are the kind of donuts that are not going to increase your calorie count or put some weight on your belly. <laughs> it's just something nice to look at, to make you feel good. You look at those donuts and you go, "Oh, I got to smile at that, but then I want some donuts." <laughs> and maybe that's a bad thing. But there's so much more to the donut girl, Carol Cope, and you I'm so happy that she she let us in to a little bit about what's going on. So, hey, if you want to buy a house, hey, you could do a whole lot worse than uh, sliding into Carol Copy's DMs. And uh, finding out more about this house buying, not just in the Southeast, but also all over the world. (laughs) She's got a company of people, uh, a whole network of people that'll help you out. That's fantastic. It's people helping people, just like this podcast, people helping people. (laughs) I love it. I love conversations with the people. Thank you so much, Donut Girl, Carol Copy, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. And turning to you. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at what makes you famous follow on instagram at what makes you famous follow on twitter at makes famous and follow on youtube at keys dan leave what makes you famous podcast to review and subscribe listen to what makes you famous podcast on podbean itunes youtube stitcher google podcast and spotify and almost anywhere you find podcasts tell your story On my podcast, What Makes You Famous, call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash KeysDan. Email info at radiowhat.com. What What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of KeysDan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey Keys Dan what you
0: doing? My line I'm playing the best music by request 24 hours a day Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com
1: RadioWhat.com
0: RadioWhat The music you want With some words to live by No one is in charge of your happiness Except you A public service message from RadioWhat.com The music you want wow.